0: Talk about uh, lay Dominicans a little oh, bit. sure.
1: Yeah. Um, so I don't know where where you want me to start.
0: Um, like, what is a third order? Mm-hmm. Like, what is a Catholic third order? Um, and why do people want to join them? And then, what's the process of discernment like when you're, because uh, you're in the process of discerning or something? You're you're in some process. We, we haven't talked about this in a yeah, while. Yeah, we it's haven't. Yeah.
1: So this is actually a nice mm-hmm. update, friendship update, but also like a real mm-hmm. information thing. So right. Basically, for those of you who don't know, um, the Catholic like priestly orders and nuns, all of them have different kind of, I don't even know how to phrase it correctly, but I guess they have different organizations, you know, like they have different charisms, that's a, kind of what they're called, that follow a specific teaching of a saint or, you know, someone who formed that organization. No, is that true of
0: all of them? So actually, I don't know the answer to this question. Is that true of all of them? Like, like my my my. Par- I was about to say my random parish priest. I love my priest. <laughs> um. So, like, my parish priest. Like, I don't think is it possible to just not be a member of the order and just be like a straight up seminary semi like a straight up priest who went to like the diocese and
1: and like decided like the to go to seminary? seminary. I think it is possible, yeah. but I think majority mm-hmm. have an an alignment. I, of some sort, oh, neat. yeah. Because I, I yeah, know I always mm-hmm. thought like you know, because like for example, we have sisters living in the area, and like I always thought they were just like free, free falling sisters, you know, like just sisters who had given their lives, or had a religious order, and were assigned here. But then I found mm-hmm. out they were like Baptistin, which I like didn't even know, you know, mm-hmm. never knew. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Some of our priests in the parish, like our our school's uh, our home parish, is very Dominican, so almost everyone is a Dominican priest. However, they mm-hmm. they had told me that we're, they're in seminary. They're in seminary with capuchins are in seminary with franciscans and jesuits so it like yeah so sometimes yeah so sometimes you have already you already know your order like your order is the one Mm -hmm. that sends you to the priesthood and then Mm -hmm. and then others like choose um Mm -hmm. upon you know of their own volition like where they would like to be or what what um i guess way of life speaks to them most clearly yeah can you
0: talk more about the concept of orders and charisms sure
1: so basically what it is is that there are specific states. Like, I think the the most, I guess, I want to say extreme, so that, like, we can kind of have, like, a nice contrast are, like, um, people who follow St. Ignatius of Loyola, fondly known as the Jesuits, versus, you know, St. Thomas Aquinas, who is Dominican, versus St. Francis of Assisi, of course, Franciscan. So each of these, quote-unquote, you know, organizations or orders has a charism specific to that order. So it's something that they kind of devote their livelihoods to. It's something that they wish to continue to devote their lives to the entire time, you know, they're in the order. And it's something that the saint usually prized above, you know, all else. So in Francis skins, no surprise there, Saint Francis, his their charism is joy. You know, like they, they're just the happy, the happy org, right? <laughs> you know, like so, their um, their charism is mostly joy. They do have a lot of s- joy and service. So a lot of their work focuses on you know um, service to those in most need, service to those who are vulnerable, etc. With the Dominicans, um, their charism is, not surprisingly. Many doctors of the church are Dominican, but their charism is education. It's kind of like scholarly study and, and of theology, basically. So they um, prize themselves, and they are pride—like not prideful, but they're proud of the way they kind of study um, the church teachings, the scripture, um, the dogma of the Catholic faith, the catechism of the Catholic faith. Like that's that's kind of their thing. You know, it's kind of their their mojo. Um, with the Ignatians and the you know, the Jesuits, it's theirs is about like intense devotion. <laughs> it's, it's, it's next level. Um, um, but you know, they, they have like this their very own level of Ign- Ignatian spirituality. Um, they, they are very in depth with like their prior life, um, in touch with their personal relationship with god more so than others but they also have a charism for education which is why so many of schools and colleges and you know in in various parts of the united states are jesuit schools because that's something that you know they they devote their time and their lives to is making sure that they teach that devotion to others so that is carried forward throughout the years um specifically i like rosemary um funnily enough, like just in passing, we both discovered that we wanted to be lay Dominicans. Um, And so the concept of a third order would be something like, for example, Rosemary and I, both are healthcare professionals. We are attracted to a lifestyle, um, the lifestyle of the Dominicans. We love that they are, you know, spiritually inclined, that they're in touch with their prayer life, that they have like these kind of impositions on their, like the, their rule, which is basically like the way they have to live their life. So praying, you know, multiple times a day, including a daily rosary, learning about scripture, and things like that. However, it is not feasible as of now, or Rosemary and I do not feel called to be nuns. Um, the third order is a way for a lay person, so someone who is not religious, someone who is not professed religious, to live the <laughs> way of a of a professed in that order without actually having been professed as a nun or priest or brother, um, so it's a way for us to kind of live the way of Saint Dominic um, and you know his his contemporaries in our own daily life without compromising or having to kind of change or give up the way we are currently living. So it's an incorporation of those charisms and of those teachings and of that lifestyle into a life that we that we have that already exists. Um, I think is the best way that I can describe it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. And there are lots of there are lots of different third orders. There's tragically not a Jesuit
1: third I order, know. which just slays me. Uh, I know it's so upsetting. Yeah, There's not. <laughs> and I, yeah, with Jesuits again, checks out though because they are very much all or nothing. So that's true. <laughs> yeah. That's checks true. Out. That's it checks true. out. You're either a Jesuit uh-huh. or you're not. So um so mm-hmm. it totally mm-hmm. checks mm-hmm. out but yeah there's the dominicans there's the dominicans there's the carmelite third order um there's the franciscan third order and then there are like you know they they subdivide even amongst themselves too um although nowadays most of them have decided to unify under like just the like li- the li- like the um umbrella organization so there used to be like third orders for specific communities um so you could be like a third order religious for example the felician sisters in new jersey or you know the dominicans in you know upstate new york Um, but now everyone's kind of decided to become an umbrella third order so like it's the lay Mm -hmm. fraternity of saint dominic so that's like every dominican third order in the united states has is under the lay fraternity of saint dominic um and the same thing goes with the other um, organizations i think as far as i've seen from my current research but yeah there are and it's like fun because you can kind of like for lack of a better term, like you can shop for the one that you like the best, you know, the, the one that speaks to you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so so, tell me about that process. Like, tell me about the third order discernment process, because you're farther ahead than I am, because I, um, they want you to have been a practicing Catholic for two, two years, years mm-hmm. um, before you start, which I think is very fair. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm a cradle Catholic, but I came back um, to the faith um, in uh, September 20. 20- oh, gosh, I'm going to lose the, <laughs> not September I was confirmed in December mm. 2019. And so um, I, I'm counting my two years from my confirmation. Yeah, um, Which I think is totally fair. Anyway, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, 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 I want to wait and sit with it anyway to, like, make sure that it's something I'm definitely interested in, which is – Part of the discernment process, but like you're further along, in I it, am. so you go.
1: Um, so yeah. basically, kind of same same thing happened. Like I had wanted, I had toyed with the idea of actually entering re- religious life um, more than once um, in my life, and each time I kind of was like, "But no, this is not the life that was like meant for me." You know, I I knew that that was not something that God was calling me to. I knew that that wasn't what He wanted for my life. However, something was still like missing for lack of a better term. You know, I was searching for mm-hmm. something like community. But in addition to community, I was really drawn... I think what drew me, and this is kind of how this whole thing started, was that I had to force myself to think about what is drawing me to the religious life? Like, what aspects of religious life are drawing me to the idea that, like, I want to be, you know, a religious sister or a nun or, you know, a cloistered nun? Um, and and I realized it was the, the... how deeply rooted they were in prayer and in community, So I was thinking, like, can I find, like, you know, it wasn't the religious vows, like, I didn't want to marry Christ, but I wanted that, like, deeply rooted prayer life and that community to go to. Um, And so, so I started to think, like, can I, like, is there a way to do that? Is there a way to, like, you know, live a Dominican life, but not as a Dominican sister? Is there a way to live a Franciscan life, but not as a Franciscan sister, you know? And... And so this whole journey started um, in going into like Googling, basically, like how to live like and not be a nun or religious orders for lay people is, you know, the first thing that I searched for. And all of these third orders came up and I was so surprised that it was like, oh, my gosh, like there is a way there are people like me out there. You know, there are people who want this. So um, it took me a little while, but then I worked up the courage and it said, you know, on, on the the first thing is deciding which, I guess, like, charism you, you find speaks to you most clearly, right? So I was thinking, what are the things that are important to me? So basically, I had Googled, like, different third orders. And then from those third orders, I basically was Googling each one to see, like, what their charism was, which is easily found on any of their websites, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Can you talk, can you expand on that a little more, like, like what you were looking yeah. at and, like, the
1: different ones? And, <laughs> so yeah. I grew up um, in a mostly Dominican parish, which is still Dominican to this day, and I really enjoyed, like, that sense of, like, order and, and studiousness that came with being a Dominican student, you know. Um, I also went to a Franciscan college, um, and they were definitely the definition of, like, Franciscan joy. Like, joy in loving God, joy in serving others, leadership joy, all the joy. Um, and so, but I found them a little less serious, and that's not a, that's not a, like, slight on them in any in any way, it just like kind of was how I felt. I was like I found them a little less like more like lovey, more service oriented than, you know, people who kind of were like than than other orders. So so in my mind I was like, okay, I obviously want to be in an order that has service, but isn't that's not their major charism, unlike the, the Franciscans, because in Franciscanism it was like their major like focus was was service. Um and then I was thinking, but I also wanna be in a third order that kind of Prides itself on like the the formation you know like the the learning aspect mm-hmm. like you know the the continuous learning aspect especially so when it came down to I was in between the Benedictines who are very much like basically I call them like the cool nerds because they're like these like you know <laughs> they're like these like ooh like I I imagine them as like the nerds who stroll down the hallway because they're geniuses like they're just amazing like and then <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, t- actually tell me, because I don't know. It's funny. I don't know too much about the lay, the lay Benedictine. Um, so like, tell me more about their charism besides that, like the cool. Yeah. Charism. So
1: they're. I think they're similar to, um, Dominicans in a way, but Benedictine oblits are like tied to a monastery so to speak. So, so that Mm -hmm. was something that I was like, Ooh, that's really interesting because I didn't know that when I was Googling. So when you're a Benedictine, Mm -hmm. when you want to become a Benedictine third order or, and they call themselves the Oblates, um, you Mm -hmm. choose a monastery and then you are tied to that monastery your whole life. So your, like your service and your learning and everything all comes from within that very, very small community, which makes sense because the Benedictines are kind of like monasterial. Like, you know, they all are, they Mm -hmm. live in monastery communities and things like that so so that was the one thing that i was like that's really cool but also like i don't know if i would or could be limited to a geographic area at this point in my life since i'm like moving around a lot and things like that so um when i was looking at the dominican third order the first thing that was there was like scriptural study and i was like oh i think I found her. (laughs) And that was kind of like the, really like the first thing that, that I remember thinking was like, wow, like this St. Dominic, like really, 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 really loves learning. And he really, really, really wants the people that join this third order to, you know, to also love learning. So their four pillars are prayer, study, community, and the apostolate. And I'm like, I mean, (laughs) <laughs> can it get any better than that like that's 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 what like that already takes off like three of the things that i like prayer study community th- those are the three things i was looking for mm-hmm. and then their apostolate mm-hmm. would be something um it's basically like their um how do you just it? like it's it's kind of like they're they're ca- like ugh, this is what i loved it's like they're calling as a person. So, like, Mm. as a lay fraternity Dominican, like, they know that you do something in your life that you are also called to do. So part of Mm. their pillar, or part of their four pillars, is doing that job in the best way that you can. And I was Mm. like, I think this is it. I think this is it. So when I found them, I was like, okay, let me work up the courage. Took me a month to message the the provincial head, who's very sweet. Mm -hmm. Um, and she kind of spoke to me about same thing she had asked me like wh- you know what what made you even think of a late She's like you're quite young like you know most she's like I'm not saying that all of us are old but most of us are silver tops and I want to know what you know what made you decide to kind of search for us and I was like well I was just like a lack of something in my own life you know I, I really wanted something more and I was like and honestly I'm a person who really likes structure and rules and like you know the fact that you live your life by a rule that centers itself around prayer and you know going to mass and saying a rosary that's something that very much attracted me and I was like but also that you call us to live our own lives in the best fulfillment of ourselves and and our our call to our or you know our call from God you know, I was like, I would love to to be a physician in that in that service, in that role, in that call to, you know, to kind of take my faith and yet bring it into my life um, in such a real way. So that was kind of where convinced me. What convinced me that I was like, yeah, I think the, the late Dominicans is it because you know, mm-hmm. after speaking with her, it just seemed more obvious. Um, mm-hmm. So after that, you get invited to a meeting and. You know unfortunately with COVID the real life meetings have, had stopped um, after I think I had gone to two or three. So they meet monthly and you get to meet all of the people in, in your local chapter. And they are just so welcoming. You know, they're they're very open. But what I loved was everyone is so learned and so like willing to share that knowledge. Um, so currently, like, even though I'm not considered a real member at all yet, you know, I'm kind of still in the discernment process. Like we, we still meet via zoom every month and, and currently we're discussing the life of St. Joseph and we're, everyone picked a book. Like everyone was like, let's pick a book. Um, and they were the ones that brought this up. I was like, I think I found the right, the right people because they, on one of the zoom calls, one of them was like, um, I love talking to you guys and stuff, but like, can we start to do something like educational too? During these meetings. And I was like, what? <laughs> 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 Like
0: yes, this
1: Zoom call is not educational enough. Like, so I was like, Wait I honestly had to like I was on camera, so I couldn't even like burst out at laughing. But like literally they were like, Yeah, like I, I love catching up with you guys and talking to you guys, but like I just really would love something else too. Like, can we do something together? Can we learn together? Like I missed that the most. And I was like, this is it, they're, they're the people, they're the ones I need to spend my life with, so the group was like, well, what do you guys want to do, and I'm like, well, it's the year of St. Joseph, so, like, why don't we try and do something Joseph-related, so um, everyone picked a, like, our, our head, of uh, the chapter head picked a, a biography or a, a writing of St. Joseph, and and we have been reading 20 pages of that per month um, to talk about at our meetings after we, you know, ask each other how everyone's doing. <laughs> So it's just been a really great um, process so far. And so I actually just received the paperwork to start my novitiate, which I haven't started yet. Um, But yeah, so they give you like a little packet and it's so well organized. I think that's also the other thing that I love is just it's a little packet and each of the pillars is discussed in detail um, in these modules. So it's basically like you're learning about your life um saint dominic's life as well as the spirituality the charism and how they will relate to you as you grow through um to the order so that's the long-winded version but
0: no that's that's a delightful version uh I, i i i want so so what 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 are like tell me about that going forward so like how long is the novitiate like how long and also sidebar Mm -hmm. you mentioned another third order that we hadn't talked about and because i'm like hoping people will listen to this and like be intrigued Mm -hmm. and like want to look up the other ones um before you totally do the because i definitely want the long version Uh of like what the novitiate and future things looks looks like no you mentioned there was another like oh gosh the the they said the
1: poor... Oh, the Carmelites stuff, have, have one. Yeah. The Carmelites.
0: The Carmelites. Yeah, I want to hear about that because I don't know anything about them.
1: Honestly, I don't rare. know very much about them either except for the fact that they're car- they're like based on the Carmelites. And they wear the scapular, the brown scapular. That's like some... Don't
0: Dominicans... Don't lay Dominicans wear
1: a scapular? They do, well but theirs after... is different. They wear a Dominican cross. Oh. Um, but the Carmelites wear the... Brown scapular. brown scapular yeah mm-hmm. and
0: for a non-catholic i'm oh, no. sorry for a non-catholic listeners uh you want to run us through what a scapular is like is that, oh, like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah they wear the brown scapular and then i'm like wait like they people don't know what that yeah, is yeah
1: so i actually have a hard time like explaining it as well so basically a scapular is a for a lay person it is two icons so an icon is an image usually it's an image of like christ or you know de- whatever devotion christ sacred heart um on one one of these cl- small cloth panels and attached to another small cloth panel and you wear them basically like front and back so that like each of the cloth panels is like on your person like one is on your chest and one is on your back um and being invested with a scapular is kind of Is really just it's a practice of devotion in a way, just like a rosary would be, or praying, um, you know, the the common the um, the Divine Office would be, or the liturgy, the Hours would be. Um, But I guess it's more like a physical and tangible devotion in a sense that you can feel it on you, like it's it's Mm -hmm. on your person, so you you know it's there. It's like a it's a way of living out kind of that prayer. But there is also like that is a very very shallow explanation of it. There's definitely more.
0: Um, oh and also some of them I don't think all of them are this but maybe maybe they are maybe yeah. they aren't I know some of them are they're like um like a miniature kind of symbolic of the
1: of the habit of the order yes they are so like mm-hmm.
0: right right so like that's why they're cloth yes right? exactly and, yeah, okay. and real mm-hmm.
1: like not real I mean real nuns like nuns who wear habits actually have a scapular like a piece of cloth that goes it's like the long if you've ever seen a nun in her habit she has like a little dress underneath and then she has that long like piece of fabric that that's front and back that goes to like to her feet basically it's like a rectangular piece of fabric that's Mm -hmm. actually their scapular that's what that's called so it's modeled like our lace scapular is kind of modeled after that so that's why it's front and back that's why it's cloth because it's basically like our form of that devotion you know our form of that Mm -hmm. habit it's like an investiture um in in and of itself as well so Mm -hmm. it's fun great
0: Sorry, sorry, I took you on a tangent. No, but now now we're back to the Dominicans. Yes, and you're gonna.
1: <laughs> Basically, it's a. Say, they told me that it really depends on you and your pace, and also how many postulates they have in that chapter at that time. Um, so if mm-hmm. if I was just doing it by myself, for example, and then I was getting through each mo- each module like in a week or a month or whatever, then it would take me less time. Um, mm-hmm. But it's really um, dependent upon like. If there are other people in your class, your in class, if, um, you know, how quickly you're able to get through them. Because honestly, they seem short, but they're so dense. Like <laughs> each module is only about like three or four pages, plus there's discussion questions. But it's like some of it's very historical, some of it's um, very like it's text, it's textual, you know, it's not like spiritual where you're kind of like thinking about your relationship to St. Dominic or something, it's literally like you're learning the rule of the order. So it's stuff that you have to kind of not just skim over. <laughs> it's stuff that you want mm-hmm. to give time to. So I think that's like one of the reasons why I haven't really um, sat down to kind of do it yet because it's not really something you can kind of like fake, um, especially mm-hmm. when you realize like some of these question questions are, you know, they they go from what are the four pillars of the Dominican order to discuss why and how you as a LA lay Dominican are called to be a person of the word. And you're like, oh my gosh, wait. Hang on, I gotta think about that one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And do they have, I think they have a signed reading, right?
1: They do. They
0: do, yeah. Mm -hmm. They
1: do. Um, And they also have like a lot of, like, um, I guess, like, practices um within their own communities like praying the liturgy the Mm -hmm. hours daily is one um having a daily rosary is one i think daily Mm -hmm. mass is not one but they do encourage you to get to daily mass as much as possible as often as you possibly Mm -hmm. can so it's just a very like um it's it's just so i just like really love their way of life and like the way that Mm -hmm. they kind of prize their community value their communities um you know mm-hmm. they they love checking in on each other they love um talking to each other you know um they hate covid because being away from each other hurts them so much and like you know they're constantly worried um that you know everyone's doing okay or you know is everyone is anyone in need um so there it's been really nice to kind of see a community in which people of all ages are you know equally concerned about one another um And Mm -hmm. from everyone from the oldest to the youngest, which currently is me, um, is very much like a sister or a brother in Christ, regardless of, you know, age. So Mm -hmm. it has been such an eye-opening experience and something that I'm looking forward to doing um, when I Mm -hmm. hopefully have more time. But um Right. I'm, which should be soon. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just glad that they allow me to come into their meetings and, you know, to hear them and learn from them. And, you know, a lot of it is run like a regular organization. Like you would you would think that these like, you know, meetings are full of Jesus, but the, a lot of them are business too. you know, like, has the mailing list been updated? You know, have, have we sent letters out to the people who are homebound, you know, so it's, it's really quite a beautiful thing to especially I think, as you grow older to kind of still have a community, um, even though, you know, maybe your friends or loved ones have begun to pass away and and that's something that i've seen mm. especially this year with covid where we had lost a lot of um or the chapter that I, I i stay with has had lost a lot of their members um in the beginning of mm. the pandemic and to see them kind of like come together and you know support one another and and pray for each other through that loss i think is such a great gift is to have so many people praying for you um as you pass away into the next world so mm. it's just like mm-hmm. a beautiful thing <laughs> so I nice. know. <laughs> it really honestly like and you like they email everyone when someone passes away, so it like kind of was rough in the beginning to like see everyone like all the emails. Um mm. but to know I think like to be comforted by the fact that you are leaving this world prayed for and loved by a community that you have given so much of your time to and and also by people that you equally love and pray for every mm. day. You know I, I think that's such a beautiful gift to like walk toward heaven um, on, on the prayers of those who love you most.